You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday here on Locked on Saints. On today's episode, we're going to start off with the injury report, a huge name finding its way to the list for the New Orleans Saints, and whether or not we're going to see a rookie corner starting for the New Orleans Saints on Sunday as they take on the Green Bay Packers. Then we're going to finish up our preview of that very game. I'm going to tell you exactly what the Saints need to do to get a win on Sunday. We'll start on the defensive side and then the offensive side with keys to victory. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, it is that time. Football is back. We are here on a Friday episode of Locked on Saints, getting you ready for New Orleans Saints action in just two day's time. Thank you very much for joining us here and to all of our new listeners and viewers as well. Thank you very much for being here with us. We have a full and fun season of five days a week here for you ahead as we continue on through Locked on Saints. On today's episode, I want to start off with the injury report, but also want to let you know if you want to go through and get all caught up with all the biggest storylines across the NFL, check out the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 wherever you get your podcast. So, Let's start with the New Orleans Saints injury report. We're going to talk about both Wednesday and Thursday, just to kind of give you an idea of what has changed. On both Wednesday and Thursday, presumed starting cornerback across from Marshawn Lattimore, Ken Crawley, at least until Bradley Roby is able to join the team in week two, uh, has been out of practice, did not participate in either Wednesday or Thursday's practice. You also saw Traquan Smith not participate in Thursday's practice. The wide receiver has a little bit of a pattern here, got injured early on in camp, came back for a couple of days, wasn't able to stay in, ended up missing a few weeks up until Wednesday's practice. We saw him on the field. Then Thursday, he was gone again. We'll see what happens on Friday. But perhaps the biggest storyline for the New Orleans Saints coming into this game is all about the cornerback position. Ken Crawley did not participate two days in a row, seems to be a bit of a stretch to imagine he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. And if that's the case, things get a little bit more complicated because Marshawn Lattimore was also added to the injury report on Thursday, limited with a knee injury. Now, this could just be precaution. It could be too early to really dig into this. So I'm going to pump the brakes on it in terms of expectations for a little while, but definitely a storyline worth watching, something to continue to keep an eye out on as we get our final injury report, which should come with game designations later on today on Friday. In either case, if Ken Crawley is out, whether or not Marshawn Lattimore plays, one of the biggest storylines to watch on Sunday is going to be rookie cornerback Paulson Adebo, who looks like he would be in line to start either opposite Marshawn Lattimore or potentially one of the corners starting in place of Marshawn Lattimore and Ken Crawley if both corners were to miss the game. We talked about this quite a bit over the course of the offseason. Very high on Paulson Adebo. He was one of my favorite cornerback prospects coming into this draft. However, I didn't want to see him get rushed out onto the field, particularly out of necessity. If he had earned that spot and there was no choice and he left the team no other choice but to start him, that's one thing. But if it came out of necessity because of injuries or lack of availability or a player retiring, like we saw with Patrick Robinson, not the ideal situation. 
hard to put a rookie cornerback out there when you're trying to boost his confidence and get him ready for NFL action. And then to have him, we have to go out there at the last minute up against a future Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see how all of this pans out, but little cautious right now around the idea of Paul Sinadibo being a starting corner for the New Orleans Saints. But hopefully he gets out there and absolutely balls out the way that we know he can. We know he's an extremely talented corner. I'm very high on him. I was just kind of hoping that you would see a little bit more of a lead in in terms of the beginning of his career. In further cornerback news, the trade compensation for the New Orleans Saints, as well as salary cap when it comes to uh, Bradley Roby, who they just traded for on Wednesday, became more clear. We got all that information. The Houston Texans picking up $7.6 million of his salary cap, dropping his hit from over $9 million to right around $1.8 in return. The New Orleans Saints for both the player and for picking up the tab on Bradley Roby will send the Houston Texans a third round pick from this year, 2022, as well as a conditional sixth round pick in 2023. This trade compensation makes perfect sense. And in fact, I think the Saints win this trade based upon whatever the conditions are around that conditional sixth and what that pick could potentially turn into. But you imagine that those have to do with playing time. We've talked about Bradley Roby having some injury questions over the course of the last couple of years, had a concussion early on in the preseason here. So you can see all of that potentially connected to the conditional portions of that sixth round pick for next year. The third round pick for this year makes a ton of sense. New Orleans Saints had two of those because they were already awarded a compensatory third because Terry Fontenot was hired away at the beginning of this off season. So the Saints got a got a compensatory third in 2021 and another one in 2022. So makes a lot of sense, especially with the Houston Texans picking up the uh, salary cap there and the cap hit there. So the Saints didn't have to restructure his contract and push guaranteed money into the future. They didn't have to do anything else or maneuver anything in terms of cap maneuverability within their own team. Instead, they just bring Bradley Roby in on what will be an existing contract and pay a little bit more on the trade compensation side, a big win for the New Orleans Saints. So the quarterback position getting a ton of attention for the New Orleans Saints. Once again, Bradley Roby not available week one, will be available week two. So we expect to see Paulson Adebo in this game one way or another, especially if Ken Crawley is not healthy enough to go and start against the Green Bay Packers. We're going to talk about the cornerback position a little bit more as we continue on to our keys to victory over on the defensive side, where Paul Sinadibo factors in and where the pass rush becomes the big ticket item for the New Orleans Saints to get that W in Jacksonville going up against the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about that and much more as we continue on, but I want to let you know about our friends over at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar on the market, nine incredible flavors. And they also have a bunch of other really interesting products and exciting products as well, including their Built Puffs, which are basically little marshmallow puffs. They have a banana cream one right now, which is absolutely incredible. So go and check all of it out. But I cannot recommend these protein bars enough. Protein bars that taste like candy bars, nine incredible flavors. You can get a sample box. You can get a sample of two. Uh, you can get two of each of the flavors that way, a, bo- a box of 18 in that instance. If you want to check them out, go over to BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off. Once again, that's at BuiltBar.com. 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 for the best tasting protein bars on the market. BuiltBar.com. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. We're talking about defensive keys to victory, and we're going to talk offense before we wrap up the show as well. But 
I want to start over on the defensive side because there's a lot of intrigue here. The Saints had a lot of holes on this defense that they have successfully filled over the course of the offseason, maybe with the exception of interior defensive line. But we'll see. Maybe they just feel really confident about what they've got there. And of course, you have a fantastic defensive line coach as well as assistant head coach in Ryan Nielsen. So certainly that goes a long way as well. But one of the big question marks going into this game is going to be the secondary. We talked about the injuries at the cornerback position, the inexperience potentially going into this game as well. Desmond Trufant could potentially contribute, but he was just added this week. So does he really give you more of a sure thing than Paulson Adebo? I'm not sure that I can say yes to that. So for me, one of the first keys over the defensive side is going to be the performance of the secondary. Can they keep the big plays eliminated that need the safety help in order to do that? Thankfully, they have one of the best deep safeties in the league in Marcus Williams, and they have one of the smartest defensive players in the NFL at a safety position as well with Malcolm Jenkins, who's going to be able to help them mitigate any of those big communication issues. Malcolm Jenkins was huge in the game against the Green Bay Packers last year, took away a lot of those. Uh, the Packers, Matt LaFleur system, they love to use that pre-snap motion, post-snap motion, the tight ends drifting behind the line of scrimmage after the snap, trying to hide themselves in the cover of the offensive lineman. Malcolm Jenkins took a bunch of those plays away last year. Expect to see that again. He might be a year older, but he's also a year wiser, so he's only going to get better. Man, is aging like a fine wine when it comes to him playing in that secondary. So that safety play is going to be big for the New Orleans Saints, both in terms of communication, diagnosis, and then also, of course, just from the skill perspective of taking away the deep pass with Marcus Williams. And certainly CJ Garner-Johnson gives you a ton of help there as well in the slot, eliminating some of the big plays that can come from the slot as well as the tight end position. We'll come back to the tight end position, or actually, let's just go into it. We'll talk about the tight end position, guarding the tight ends, and in particular, taking away some of those Y leaks and the play action rollouts that the Green Bay Packers love to run. The second level is going to be big here. That's key number two, eliminate those rollout disasters. This was something that the New Orleans Saints struggled with quite a bit early on in the season. Then they traded for Quan Alexander and it all went away because you added athleticism that you didn't have in Alex Anzalone at that second level that helped you take away those types of plays that otherwise took you by surprise. So either it's Quan Alexander who will be wearing the number five on Sunday or it's Zach Bond, some rotation of the two. That second level, taking away those play action rollouts, those extended plays, the improvisation opportunities for Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be huge for this New Orleans Saints team. And also from the second level, getting pressure on the passer. Demario Davis as a blitzer, one of the best off-ball linebackers in that area of the game. Expect him to get some pressure from the second level in that offense. And one of the reasons, or on that offense. One of the reasons why you're going to see them do that is because of key number three, and I think perhaps the biggest key to victory for the New Orleans Saints on the defensive side, we'll talk about offensive side in a moment, is going to be the pass rush getting home. Finish the job in the backfield, help to flip the field for your offense. Better starting field position happens when you get sacks, when you get pressure, when you confuse an offensive line. And that's what Dennis Allen and this New Orleans Saints defense who like to a defensive line who like to rotate seven, eight, nine players are going to try to do, especially with two rookies on that offensive line for the Green Bay Packers, which includes a rookie center. That is a big deal. The New Orleans Saints are also going to be going up against a hampered offensive line due to injuries because David Bakhtiari, the Green Bay Packers' best offensive lineman and one of the best left tackles in the NFL, will be unavailable in this game. He's on the physically unable to perform list, so he's out for the first six weeks of the season. You're going to see Elton Jenkins slide out there. Elton Jenkins is a very talented offensive lineman. However, 
I don't know that he's going to give you the value that you had with David Bakhtiari. So look for a big day from the edge rushers, Cam Jordan, uh, Marcus Davenport, who's looked great so far this offseason, Carl Granderson, who looks to continue to progress, Tarno Passanio, who produced quite a bit in the preseason as well, and then potentially Peyton Turner, who has not been listed on the injury report, meaning that he is fully participating in practice and back. So we'll see if he finds his way out to the field. It will also be interesting to see what types of stunts and twist the New Orleans Saints run to try to get interior pressure off of the edge. So anytime that you see those types of plays and that type of motion from the defensive line, they're trying to confuse the offensive line. You're not going to confuse Aaron Rodgers, but if you take advantage of the youth and inexperience on the offensive line and lack of communication potentially in the offensive line, then you have an opportunity to win this game with the play of your defense. Next, we're going to talk about the offense and what they need to do to be able to put this game away. Can the defense serve it up? We'll find out because no matter what, the offense has to find a way to hit it out of the park. We'll talk about that as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And I don't know how confident you're feeling about this game, but the New Orleans Saints right now still underdogs in this one and will go into this game as underdogs minus four and a half right now with the neutral site game in Jacksonville. You want to take that line and say, hey, the Saints are not only going to cover, but they're going to win straight up. Then you can go ahead and bet on the money line. You can take the over under as well. So there's a lot of opportunity here for you to get involved. The, the it's, it's the right time, right? Football is back and therefore all of the action is back as well. Don't forget about the half million dollar mega contest that they have going on and the $200,000 survivor pool that you can also get in on over on betaline.ag. Don't want to bet on the NFL. Don't worry. You can go MLB and your favorite Vegas casino games as well and much more. You can find it all over on betaline.ag. Sign up today to get a 100% welcome bonus on your way. It's our good friends over at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get it, Houdat Nation. I have been so excited throughout this episode. I know I've probably been talking fast and everything like that. So I just, I, I'm not going to apologize because I'm mad excited because football is back and here we are. We have waited a long time to get here and you have done a lot to hold me up throughout everything to make sure that we all got here together. So thank you, thank you, thank you again to all of our new listeners as well as all of our loyal and returning listeners as well. Looking forward to sharing the season with you all. Let's talk about the keys to victory over on the Saints offensive side. We're going to start off with what I think is the biggest key when it comes to the Saints offense, and it's about finding the dynamic options. That's going to be, for me, the big thing. Where can you go from being conservative to taking the risk and taking the top off of this defense as quickly as possible and with unprecedented ability when it comes to the mystery that is the New Orleans Saints offense? There's no tape on this offense anymore. It's not available. The Green Bay Packers have nothing that they can study. They have nothing that they can get ready. They can go and look back at the 2011 New Orleans Saints offense. It ain't going to do them any good. We can sit here, we can guess a million times at what this New Orleans Saints offense will look like week one of the 2021 season after Drew Brees has retired without Michael Thomas and with Jameis Winston under center. And we're going to be wrong. We will be wrong. And that is a good thing because you have the coaching of Sean Payton. You have the leadership of this coaching staff, and you have players that have been together in the same place over the course of the last two weeks, all prepping for one opponent, the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur's system, which they can study. That is the advantage that the New Orleans Saints have. 
And they'll have to take advantage of that by looking at that Green Bay defense and knowing where they can dictate this game with dynamics. How quickly can you flip the switch from two to 12? That is going to be the biggest piece of this game for me from the offensive side for the New Orleans Saints. If they can keep this Green Bay Packers defense off balance, they have an incredible shot to come out here and win this game week one. And y'all know I don't pick the Saints week one. I don't do it. I've been burned too many times. The New Orleans Saints could potentially go out there and win the first game of the season for the third season in a row since I think it was 2008 to 2010. That's the last time they've ever done that in a three-season stretch. The Saints don't win game one. It's not a thing. But if they can do that, if they can find the dynamics, and I'm not even talking about, oh, Jameis Winston doesn't need to throw interceptions. That's a given, right? You don't want to turn the ball over. Turnovers is not a key to victory. That is obvious. Don't turn the ball over, period. Simple. It's not a Jameis Winston conversation. It's a football conversation. What the New Orleans Saints offense needs to do is be unprecedented and be willing to just bask in the idea of being unprecedented. You can't scout them right now. No one knows what this New Orleans Saints offense is going to look like. Maybe not even the New Orleans Saints entirely. Number two, keep Jameis Winston clean. Keep the pressure off of Jameis Winston. Zedaria Smith limited in practice in practice two days in a row. Preston Smith, another pass rushing linebacker, part of the Smith brothers, although they ain't related. Preston Smith missed practice on Thursday with a head laceration. Assumed to not be a big deal. He should be fine. Zedaria Smith, however, two days in a row limited with a back injury. For anybody that's been around for a long time, y'all know I don't be messing with back injuries. Back injuries, neck injuries, I'm out. I'm good. I'm sitting. I'm cool. Zedaria Smith is probably going to play on Sunday. Let's, let's not fool ourselves. Allen Robinson missed every day of practice last year against, before heading against the New Orleans Saints with a concussion and still played against the New Orleans Saints. Darius Smith will be on the field week one, I think. But regardless, if he's hampered in any way, that's an advantage to the New Orleans Saints who have a fantastic offensive line. If that offensive line can stay disciplined in unfamiliar territory, if they can stay disciplined in their new system, if Eric McCoy can do well with his new responsibilities, because remember, Drew Brees used to do all of the protection checks, everything like that. He would call all that. Now it's a combination of Jameis Winston and Eric McCoy. If they do well there, that is huge for this offense because it gives you the ability to be dynamic. It gives you the ability to run 30% play action passes, take shots down the field, give you time to watch things develop in the intermediate and deeper areas of the field while knowing that you have the safety of the checkdowns, knowing you have the safety of the short area action that you can take advantage of. And finally, key number three for me is a little bit of a cheat because it's really special teams, but it impacts the offense more than anything else. The New Orleans Saints 7-0 and in 2020, which is easy to do when you win 12 games, I understand, but 7-0 and in 2020, in games in which their average starting field position was better than their own 30. That means flipping the field and being in position with your special teams to be able to take some shots early. Starting between your own 30 to 50 gets you to the point to where you pick up 10 yards and all of a sudden, you're threatening to score now with this New Orleans Saints defense. You don't have to get all the way to the red zone to be a team that's threatening to score. With Jameis Winston, with these receivers, you're threatening once you're beyond the 50-yard line. That's going to be a big time change and adjustment we all have to get used to when covering this team, talking about this team, watching this team, and rooting for this team. Green Bay right now, or going into 2021, coming out of 2020, 22nd in DVOA in kick return coverage, 28th in DVOA in punt return coverage, meaning that they were not efficient in either one of those categories. 
Peter Bukowski said it yesterday. They got no better this season on special teams. The New Orleans Saints, however, 11th in kick returns, 8th in punt return DVOA. Very efficient in those areas. Top 10, nearly top 10 in those areas as opposed to bottom 5, bottom 10 for the Green Bay Packers. That is a huge advantage for the New Orleans Saints and Deonta Harris should be available in this game. Hell, he might even start over Traquan Smith if Traquan Smith isn't healthy enough to go. So he gives you a dynamic weapon on offense, key number one, and then he gives you the ability on special teams to be able to set up your offense for success, key number three, and hopefully he'll benefit from key number two, which will be protecting Jameis Winston and giving him the opportunity to uh, get downfield and be that speedy, deep threat that can stretch the field. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this game, but I hope that you can feel it. I hope that you're excited as well, and I hope that you're ready for this matchup. Almost said for this jelly, just to be funny. Hope you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> uh, y'all, we're here. And I'm super excited about it. And I thank you very much for everybody that had been here throughout the offseason, helped us get to this point. On Monday, we'll be back right away, Sunday night. You can catch me over on Hudak Confessional right after the game for live reaction. Soon after here on Locked on Saints, we'll have our, uh, our, our immediate analysis, if you will. Tuesday, we'll dive into the film. Wednesday, we're going to jump into bridging the gap between that game and looking ahead to the week two game. Julian Council from Locked on Panthers is going to join us for our crossover on Thursday. And then next Friday, we'll be ready to do it all over again right here on Locked on Saints. I really appreciate y'all for being here. For everything in between all of that, though, you can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.